Hey there, it's Timmy Manor, and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, once again, Benny Little. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate your attendance. All your fans have pumped you on yeah. now, mate. It's, we're here. Yeah. Hey, our special guest this week, uh, a trusted mentor, someone that is in the circle of trust at the Gold Coast Titans. Hello. We've got our Chaplain series happening at the moment. We've spoken yes. to some of the greats in the game, and this one is another one I'm so pumped to have on board. Our guest on the Spirit of Sport tonight is Gold Coast Titans chaplain, Tom Vieira. Tom, thanks for joining us. Yes. Uh, thanks, lads. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Benny, Benny sounds like a crowd favourite, by the way. Oh, no, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the listeners can't tune on just for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the and, analytics just spike every time I speak. He's, yeah, it's, I uh, yeah. He comes very researched as well. He comes on this show. He <laughs> yeah. spends three and a half weeks researching each guest. So he's going to know the name of your, your spouse, oh. your children. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's going to know like everything. A, yeah. like a creep. No, <laughs> right. Spot on. Bingo. Uh, not afraid of a stalk or two. <laughs> Tommy, mate, tell us a bit about yes. how you ended up at Gold Coast. How does that happen? Oh mate, I'm I'm from the west. I was born in born in Blacktown Hospital, hey, and yep. um, my mum my mum is from the Goldie. So um, I did my first six years down there, and then she said we're going to the coast. So I packed up dad and and my sister and myself, and we I ended up here as a six seven year old, and um, have lived on the Gold Coast ever since because it's um, a bit of God's country up here, hey. and um, done a little bit of travel, but loved the footy the whole way through. Was a huge Eels fan. And my father, Beautiful. my father disowned me when I um, <laughs> got the gig at, at the Titan. Um, so Same, similar yeah, colours. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, similar colours. But yeah, so started started there in a in a chaplaincy capacity at the uh, pre-season of the 20, 2018 season. Now I've got so, to, been there a few years now. I've got to stop you now, mate. I uh, allowed you to keep going for a second when you talked about going to God's country from the mighty Western Sydney. <laughs> How? One, the disrespect is yeah. uh, it hurts. Two, how do you leave paradise? <laughs> how do you leave paradise? Um, but, yeah. but mate, you, you to get into the Titans was it a challenge or was it something that the doors opened pretty easily? Yeah, the um, the chaplain that was in there, he started um, when the, when the club launched. Yeah, and so he did. We launched in um, two thousand and seven, and so he. He had the post, he had the chaplaincy role for 10 years, and then he was moving into surf lifesaving in a kind of national capacity. Yep. And um, he gave me a call one day and he said, mate, I'm moving on. Um, I'm not too sure what you're up to, but um, I, know you, I know you love your footy. I know you love, you know, um, getting around, you know, doing a little bit of mentoring and, and um, stuff with, with, you know, guys in the church and whatnot. And he said, you, would you ever think about, you know, chaplaincy at the Titans? And for me, I was, um, yeah, I, I was not an arm twist or anything. I was always looking for an open door somewhere um, so that I could, yeah, become part of the footy, um, you know, organisation and in, in any capacity as well. And so knowing that I was in there in the chaplaincy context was, was good, just being able to partner up with the wellbeing team and, and have a part to play in the, in, the, in the athletes, but also the coaches and the staff lives as well. And how are you finding it? Are you, are you enjoying the role? Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it, mate. Honestly, I think um, every year um, doesn't does not matter. Um, like the success, obviously, um, you know we've done we've done had some a lot of harder years than than glory years. Um, but it's the turnover of staff, it's the turnover of players, um, where it it just feels like there's just a continual build going on, yeah. continual build. 
And knowing that you're part of something uh, like that, it's bigger than you, you part, you play your part, everybody plays their part, everybody's got their role. Um, knowing that you're part of the team in that well-being capacity, mm. yeah, I love it. I love it, mate. You talk about the, the continual build. Is there, is there a stage where that becomes a negative? Like, would Because I'll, I'll tell you why. At Parramatta, we had a number of different coaches come and go and different boards and um, and we saw a lot of players, high player turnover. I played over, I played with over 100 players in my career at the club. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times that would bring instability. Um, yeah. How, is, is it starting at the stage now where you feel like there's going to be a bit of stability? I see, you know, Fafita's re-signed and all of a sudden you've got yeah. players recommitting to the club. Does that help the club yeah. have that stability that you're kind of looking for? Yeah, definitely. I think when I when I came in as well, um, I think we had a couple of coaches in a real short amount of time. And so knowing that Justin Holbrook, who's our head coach now, he came from the UK. Titsy, I, I, love, I love Justin. Big fan. Yeah, he's, mate, he's, he's unreal. Uh, the boys love him. I, lo- I just love the way he interacts with the community as well. Um, he's real personable got time for every person that turns out at, at the training sessions. We'll go and shake hands and have a yarn. And I love the culture that he's building um, where it is, you know, it, it, it's, it's reliant. Yeah, definitely on, you know, our fans turning up to the games and, and um, being there um, in a team that they're proud of, you know, supporting a team that they're proud of. And that's what he's built at the Titans is that every game, um, you know, and you're right, like the players come and some players go and some resign and, is this there is this building going where it's, I still feel like we're a fairly young team as well. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's getting the right right guys in the right positions, play the right part of the team. And it starts like we've I mean, Tino who's our captain, he is just an absolute gentleman and, you know, as fierce as they come on the field, but off the field, he's um you see him, you know, taking so much time with the young the young guys that are turning out trainings and games and wanting an autograph or a photo or something like that. And just seeing that the culture is healthy as well, I think that's what excites me to be part of something that that's building. And how do you find your connections going with the the players and the staff and and everyone involved? Yeah, I, I'm pretty good. I, I made a joke uh, with some of our, our our staff the other day because um, I think I'm one of the longest serving staff members at the club <laughs> in the last in the last six years that I've been there. Uh, I looked around. I, I got, we, there's another one of the trainers. Um, I said to him, I was like, "Oi, Jolos." I said, "Are we the longest serving like staff members here?" And he goes, "Yeah, I think so. I think you know, like a few of the staff have been there three years, some of them four years, some of them it's their first year." And um, just to know that you've you've been there for a, like I remember my first day on the job, I was talking to AJ Brimson and Mo Footawaker, and these boys were fresh out of high school, had never played cup before, uh, hadn't had a debut. And so those first conversations have led, you know, six years later and, and they're two young young fellas that are, you know, doing really well in their careers and you've just been part of that journey as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the connections are good. They're healthy. Uh, I don't put any too, too much heat on them to say their prayers and turn up to church in, in that capacity. But you know what? Um, God just has gone before me because he he's the one who leads to those opportunities. He's led me to those opportunities, praying with a couple of boys in the shed before games and, you know, some of them turning up to church together in unity. So, yeah, I can see I can see um, parts of my role um, are finally maybe seeing some, you know, being able to help out a little bit more. But yeah, it's been good. Now, Gold Coast is a, it's a, it's a bit of a party town. 
Oh, how, how, how do you manage, or how does a club manage anyway, keeping the players away from the temptations that can come from uh, being in, a, in an area where people are always up there trying just to party and, and up for a good time? Yeah, mate, good question. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know the answer to it. Yeah, I yeah. think um, Justin, Justin's great because you know he caught he. Um, it's the culture. It's we when you when you're at training, you work hard for each other, and so I don't think any of the boys jeopardise that commitment that they've made to the club. And you're right, it is a party culture up here. You could turn up on any given day. It's the best weather. It's got the best beaches. Um, the nightlife I think is pretty good for all, all those young, youngsters. Um, but it's but yeah, do you have they're, 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 <laughs> what? there's no Ojana chicken there unlike Blacktown who who, is oh, a, bro, who has charcoal yeah, chicken and a bit more culture but bro. I'm not going to I'm not going to go through all the points of why West is best we'll, we'll stick to your <laughs> to your sale for Gold Coast well, I, was down, mate, I, was, I was in Sydney a month ago visiting my grandparents yeah. and that was 100% the first stop yeah um, well you got a bit of Portuguese in you too don't you so the frangos as well you, you yeah know, there's a few yeah, things that Gold Coast yeah, is lacking. Bit. For all the sunshine and beaches, yeah. there's, um, yes. there's a lack of uh, quality charcoal chicken. Yeah, well, come, <laughs> come up and come up and bring a franchise with you. When you yeah, come up, well, mate, there's a good opportunity there. Please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. mate, Justin Holbrook, I, I had the pleasure of, of getting to know him when he was at Parramatta as well. Um, yeah. And it just was someone that was always destined to be an NRL coach. He was, um, mm. yeah, he was just at a different level. He was doing our 20s at the time and was always too good for 20s. Uh, yeah. How how's he changed the club? How's he helped the club be better? Yeah, I think um, like culture is huge. I, whether you're in a footy footy team or a organisation, business, you know, uh, company, church, school, whatever, the the culture is where I think you start the success at. And he he did well um, coming in because I think we'd won maybe a spoon or two in a row, or we'd been down that bottom bottom end of the table, and he just I think just started to shift certain things in our training schedules and and uh, workload, um, but I think it's his example as well. I think he leads from the front. Uh, I was I was I was out at a um, cup game or a cup trial game maybe about three weeks ago before the footy season started, and uh, I was standing on the hill with him and just to see just the way the even the locals respected him goes to show you know like what they think of him. So he's there. He's in amongst it. He's not a. He, he doesn't sit in an ivory tower and just command and dictate. This is how it's going to get done. Like every footy session, he's got his footy boots on. He's ready to run if he needs to. He's ready to kick and chase if he needs to. But he's what I love about his his coaching. What I've seen is just how personable he is with the players. Yeah. In that um, sessions are done, but you you'll find him on the grass sitting down. You know, with a with a couple of players, just young players. You know, maybe not even debuted yet you know talking about their own game uh or he could be sitting sitting down with some seasoned guys and you know talking to them about their own game so he is that he's a he's a coach but you can see that he's in it more he's, he's in the business of of getting the best out of the man out of the player um so yeah i think he's he's, he's hired um a great team at the moment that's there at the club and they've all come in and um you know we've had some had some um Fergus has come up from Manly and and Brett White's come up as well, I think from Canberra and these guys. He's just bolstering just the just the uh, the, the the coaching staff with good strong leaders and committed um, coaches that are that are bringing the best out of our players, but also solidifying the culture that he's building. Yeah, he's definitely got that um, 
ability to connect with young people as well. He comes down to that level, and it's not a yeah, it's not a, someone talking down to a player. It's someone that you know connects at, at a level that's equal with them, and, and it helps them you know get the best out of their game. Um, but yeah. talking yeah. about senior players, one of one of my all time favourite teammates that I played with is a, is a young gentleman by the name of Kieran Foran. Um, oh, I yeah. bumped into him at the uh, season launch. I was at Sabermine Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago, and he's looking fit. Yeah. He's like he's looking really fit. How's he been, and how's the um, addition to the team been? Uh, holy heckers, mate! He is he is a leader. Hey, yeah. He, uh, I remember. I think I think the first training I saw him, met him. Uh, he'd just come back from World Cup, and so he was probably on a little bit of lighter duties. But his chat and what he was saying to the boys were, had, had been missing. Yeah. Um, and that he just, yeah, and, and you can see, obviously, you know, it runs on the board, seasons under the belt. I think his resilience as well to go through the injuries that he's gone through and still to be playing. Um, like even last week, sorry, the week before, you know, round one, he got copped a knock in the knee. And, um, you know, like, he just, you can't get him off the field. Like, he plays with his heart, plays with his head. He, um, you know, his chat is unbelievable. And I think all the players that are around him play better when they're with him. So he's able to yell at them and talk to them, but bring yeah. out the best in their game yeah. play as well. Um, and I think if he's one of your leaders, everybody wants to play with him. Exactly. And that's and that's what I thought I noticed at Parramatta was he's just, his ability to make people around him want to play for him, uh, which is a, yeah. a real attribute of a leader. But the other thing I spoke yeah. about on Fox last week, but he's got an ability to go... Is he's tough, and yeah. you know, when, when your harp and your leader is tough, it rubs off on everyone. Because, for example, as a front rower, you, you know you're expected to be tough, but then when you see yeah. your halfback who's you know some teams have a half that plays in a dinner suit doesn't want to get tackled, whereas he mm. it's almost like yeah. he he tra- he wants to get hit. Like he he runs yeah. all the <laughs> way right into the line until you until he engages you, yeah. and once he's, he's yeah. engaged you and made you hit him, then he's past it. So he'll cop a hit, yeah. but he's gonna put someone through a hole and. It's just that selfless, yeah, like yeah. selfless attitude of him that's just made him such a great player yeah, to play with, yeah. such a team, great teammate. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I like what's getting built over there. I think it's a it's a very young squad, but you, you're starting to see guys like AJ and, and you know really hit their straps and and start yeah, hitting, you know, yeah. showing everyone their ability. Um, yeah. What's 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 the players been like in terms of the reception of a of a chaplain? So obviously. Uh, it's a different position in a team. You know, you're not a strength and conditioning coach. You're, you know, you're not a, yeah. a sports side. Yep. But how do you, how yep. do you work with players that, um, you know, obviously they might not have a faith, but you know, they they obviously yeah. like and respect you. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, I think it might have taken me a couple of years to try and work it out, um, or to find out where my fit was on the team. Yep. And I I had some really good chats with just with the well our well being team. And I know that at Parry, you've got the goat of all goats in George. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a man! Um, mate, if if every NRL club could have a Georgie at at theirs, um, there'd be zero problems. Well, that's what he and, tells everyone um, anyway. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what he tells me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I even I even gave Georgie a couple of calls. I'm like, man, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know what the what the standards are because a, a chaplain at any club is is a voluntary role, so you don't actually get paid for it. You don't have any KPIs, and I think that's one of the jokes I made with my mate uh, saying that I was at the um, club for so long is I don't think they can get rid of me because I'm a volunteer. So um, I just keep I just keep turning up every season, and our football manager Anthony Lafranchi, he's um he's unreal. I just check in. Checking with him at the start of every season, 
And I say, mate, is there anything you need extra from me? Um, or is there anything that I'm doing that you need less from me? And he just said, mate, anytime you're around the boys, it's a win for us. So there's yeah. a few boys, there's a few boys with with faith. Um, you know, like they, they'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm Christian or I believe or I've been to church before or, you know, I, I grew up in a household and mum and dad dragged me to Sunday school and, and whatnot. And so I know who those bo- who those boys are, but I don't really lead conversations asking them about their faith until, you know, they want to start talking about it. Yeah. And the questions that do come back to me is like, from some of the some of the new players is, um, you know, like, so what do you do? And I remember it was two seasons ago and Sam Lasoni had just moved over from, I think, um, Auckland. And um, I saw him in the sheds one day and he goes, oh, so who are you? What do you do? I said, oh, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm like your rev. I'm your, I'm your chaplain. I'm your, and I was trying to think of a word. I was like, mate, I think I'm your pastor, you know? And he goes, yeah. oh, geez, I need one of them. Hey, I need, I need, <laughs> I need a good pastor. And so yeah, I was like, yeah. well, mate, what do you want to do? And he goes, well, if you could, um, if you could pray for me at the start of every game, I think that's what I need. So I was like, okay, I can do that. So I think, I think because my, I'm not a push, I'm not a pressure, I'm not trying to bash them with the Bible or anything like that. I meet them, I meet them where they're at, and nine, nine times out of ten, the chats that we have are about family. You know, it's a, it's about footy, it's about you know, even sometimes more to life than footy, and um, you know what goes on off the field if they feel comfortable to share or, you know, one of the boys at the start of this year, this season, uh, well, I walked in day one pre-season and he looked me in the eyes and just started shaking his head. And I said, oh, bro, what's up? And he's like, oh, split with my missus in the off-season. I was like, oh, man, that's not good. And knowing that he's got a couple of kids as well, I was like, man, this is going to be a hard one. And so every week since then, I just continually check in and check in and check in and check in. And he's playing some good footy and, you know, like he's getting his life back. But for a few months there, like he's, it was a bit rocky. But just knowing that there was somebody at the club that he could tune in with from time to time and um, just listen. Sometimes that's all it takes, or to grab a coffee or a, you know, check in how you're going um, can can mean mean quite a bit to the boys. How did um, it all start for you? Your your Christianity and your your walk with Jesus. Yeah, I I, I was raised um, in church. My my parents were Christian, but I reckon maybe at about sixteen, seventeen, I. I, I kind of just started making my own calls and decisions with my faith. Right. And it was an anchor. I, I knew that what I believed was true. And so, um, yeah, I, I started, instead of just being maybe dragged to church as I was a young kid, I think 16, 17, I obviously had my had my um, learners, got my own car license, and so I was driving myself to church. It was where I wanted to be. Yeah. And then it's just developed over time and time and time again. Um you know, year after year after year is I, I just start asking more questions of God and trying to just grow in that relationship with him as well yeah. to the point where, you know, I want to be closer to God. I want to know more about Jesus this year than what I did last year. Yeah. So I guess like a, like anybody, if you're always willing to be teachable and grow, then you can learn and you can develop. And I think that's, you know, my relationship with God. It's just, it's a story of probably just the grind of a Christian is just day after day after day, just, you know, life's not easy and it's, and it's tough, but knowing that I need God and I want God and I want him to be involved, I've just kept turning up for it. Yeah. Has there been any um, like standout practical things that, that you've done that have helped you like enhance your, your faith or um, have, have helped you learn more about God? Yeah, I, th- I think um, like a couple of a couple of key people in my in my life, I've been able to just go to and ask questions, mm. and 
sometimes you don't know the answers or you don't know the reasoning or maybe sometimes you just don't understand why the Bible says something. But having people that are further along the journey than you and, and having that relationship where you can ask them questions and talk to them about stuff, just to open your eyes or help you understand has been good. Um, and then it's 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 a, probably a discipline, you know, that I that I really wanted to be good at was just reading my Bible and consistently. And so I just, I've, I've attempted those challenges, you know, it's like I'm going to read the whole Bible in a year and I failed miserably or it's, you know, I'm going to make sure I read for you know, 20 minutes a day, every day of the week, and I've failed that. And so I try, I just, I just bit off just a little bit, you know, like that I knew I could handle every day. So it might have started with five minutes or 10 minutes of, of reading the Bible. But I just built that into my daily life and my rhythm of life so that, you know, I didn't miss it. And sometimes I just feel like when I can't hear God, I can read God, which is, you know, just reading the Bible yeah. and just getting that in my, in my spirit. Yeah. And, and why sport? What, what what drew you to sport? And is what's um? How do you see faith and sport correlating? Yeah, I, I, I like I love. If you love sport, you love sport. I think it's a. I think I I knew I was never going to be good enough to compete, and um, I went to uni and I studied sport. Um, so I did exercise science and business, and I wanted to be like a Jerry Maguire sports agent, and <laughs> you know, and, and get in, get into get into Show a club. Show me the money. Give it to me, Timmy. Um, you know, like yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, make some good money and also link it to sports. I thought that was going to be it, but it didn't really eventuate, and I didn't didn't like it. And so I was involved just doing a little bit of school um, touch footy coaching, and um, that kind of led me to becoming a teacher. I was a phys ed teacher for a while, and then I, you know, like you're teaching kids how to play sport which is pretty cool but then the chaplaincy role at, at, at the titans came up and i you know jumped into that but i've i've always i think sport for me has just been an outlet you know like um it's been a way that i've just been able to enjoy life like it doesn't matter what sport i'm playing or watching or being a part of um you know like i've, I've just enjoyed the team the unity um working towards a win that kind of stuff even the heartaches and the hard times and um, knowing that I'm part of the Titans who, you know, are, are a national team in our footy comp, um, it feels weird that I don't bring that, you know, I can't bring the skills like a physio brings or I can't bring the skills that the coach has or I can't bring, you know, study that I've done as a performance coach. Any Like, I, I've got, I bring nothing to the table skill set-wise apart from maybe just this huge heart which says, hey, you know, like I want to I see the t- team win as well. And if I can be involved in a chaplaincy capacity where we're looking at the well-being of each player and, and how we can get the best, you know, out of them as young men, then, yeah, I'll, I'll put my name to that. And, and if we can partner with God in it and, and the faith element and and talk about the journey of life as well, then then I'm, I'm all in. Is there any standout qualities that you've seen uh, that are a part of the Titans organisation that are, you know, uh, stand out from other NRL clubs. Yeah, I, I haven't. To be to be honest, I haven't actually spent any other time at other clubs, so I don't know too much about you know um, what they do well or what they don't do well, and then what what you know to measure. But one thing that I love about the Titans is we've got a great um, chairman. In his name is Dennis Watt, yeah. and he um, he knows every single name. So he could be talking to a player's wife or a, 
you know, the kids or he could be talking to a major sponsor or a sponsor's partner or he could be talking to um, friends of family members that have turned up in the sheds but or staff, you know, in, in, in the organisation. And he just knows, he's so personable that he just knows every single person's name. Mm-hmm. And that stood out for me that, you know, we're led by a guy like this who just wants to know the people that are all building this organisation together. Yeah. And so, you know, you didn't feel like, and I've never once felt like I'm just a number or I'm just in the team to make up, you know, this role or this position because every club needs one or, you know, has one. Um, but I feel I felt like I've been brought into the Titans um, community and, and their team as much as any other staff member um, has. So... Yeah, I think that, and that that gets then the best out of me. Mm. Um, you know, I know I'd love to be there five days a week, but obviously I've got to go work somewhere else. Yeah. Um, actually, Timmy, I work with your good friend Joel LaBelle now. Oh, um, really? Up, up, yeah. yeah, up here on the Gold Coast. I said, I said to him I was talking to you Convoy of Hope, is it? What convoy, what's it called? Yeah, 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 that's it, Convoy of Hope. Yeah, nice. So, it? what are you yeah, doing with him? Yeah. Oh, he, uh, well, he, he started the um, Australia branch of this, of this, humanitarian non-for-profit um, yeah. organisation that's just in the business of um, really just trying to make a difference in the world. Um, and so, yeah, he runs it. And then I've just jumped into into a space to be part of the community engagement and um, trying to take Convoy and link it to communities uh, awesome. where we can help, you know, feed, feed homeless people or help single mums or if there's floods or bushfires and that kind of stuff, then um, bridge the gap between whether it's the church or Organ or other businesses and the community needs. Um, but I, I said, I said to Joel, I said, I'm, I'm having a chat with you. And he goes, Oh, I tell him I say hi because he was at, I think he was at your wedding. Said he tore up the dance floor or something. <laughs> yeah, like. mate, I'm, I'm a big fan of Joel. I think um, he, his brain, his brain works at a different level to a lot of people. Like he, the way he can, um, you know, yeah, the way he thinks oh, and, and the way he can explain things is, is really interesting. Um, and yeah, I love I love that what he's doing now. It's obviously seen it's, it seems like a passion of his, but um, it's just yeah. great to see him yeah. just finding a way to link his passion and his skill set. And it. um, yeah, you know, it's great, great that you're there as well. Um, yeah, no, it's been good. Yeah, and was so with that role, is there anything you want to talk about to the listeners about how they can get involved and what they can do? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Con- Convoy of Hope. Um, it's it's an American started company, but they they're responsible for feeding five hundred thousand kids every single day, just yeah. across the world, um, Africa, Asia, you know, South America, Europe, all those areas. Uh, they help they help women um, break the cycle of poverty if they're single mums, and um, they're part of the disaster uh, response and. So I mean, you could you could check it check us out on any kind of social platform or uh, check out the website www.convoyofhope.org, um, yeah. just to see what we do. But like even just you know the earthquakes in Syria and Turkey at the moment, you kind of ask the questions, man. We're in Australia. What what can we do to help? Yeah. And so con- convoys actually got people on the ground there helping people, um, you know, find ha- find housing, just feeding them as well. Like if they, if they don't have food trying to help establish new accommodation for them. So they just turn up in a need and they, and they want to help. Um, yeah. No motive. You know, there's, there's no kickbacks from us. We're, we're a non-for-profit. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you ever see us out on the road or 
um, yeah, you want to you want to see what we're about. Just check us out and um, see how we can make a difference, and maybe we can team up and partner. That's for any business or church or um, organisation out there. We'd love to love to get involved with you. That's awesome, mate. I love that. It's, it's great work. No, thank you. Whenever there are national like natural disasters or any, any disaster, the natural response for any human is, how, "What can I do? How can I help?" Um, and it's great yeah, that they can exactly. kind of cha- channel that through you guys and, and allow support you guys, support them, which is, is an incredible thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, mate. Thanks for the airtime as well. For no, mate, plug it. it's great. Um, yeah, let our listeners yeah. get involved and, and know more about it. Um, yeah. Mate, I know, I know you've got to scoot in a few minutes, but uh, tell us a bit uh, about the team this year. How, how do you see the Titans going uh, and, yes. and the season in general? What do you think uh, fans can expect? Yeah, I think what you'll see from our team this year is just more, more of a hard-nosed, um, gameplay. Yeah. I think um, you know a couple of seasons we've felt like we're you know we either just scraped. I think two two years ago we just scraped into the eight, and last year we didn't have a good one, and we won our two last games back to back. But um, you know I think this year it's gonna we're gonna be in a in a whole lot more games um, competing, and then the fitness that the boys have been doing in the off season has been ridiculous. So as I said, Fergus came came from Manly and he's um toughest preseason I've ever seen um the six years that I've been there. So I think I think the competitiveness of each player um will will be seen. Uh in, in the result of us competing in more games and hopefully those close ones that we were losing last the last couple of years, you know, we're actually winning. Um but, you know, like there's there's we've got as you said, you know, we've got a young team. I love I love Tino as our captain. You know, he gives our he gives his best, you know, two years in a row. Um, he's now won our, you know, Paul Borton medal, which is, you know, club's, you know, uh, best and fairest. And I think his, his leadership up front is huge. Having Foz in there um, to lead the backs and, and the forwards up front as well is going to be a huge piece of the puzzle that we've been missing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you, you've got excitement machines in AJ and um, Jaden Campbell and Keanu Kinney, who's, you, yeah, I don't know if you saw him through a trial, but he's playing cup at the moment, but... Um, he'll be ready to come, I think, and and he's, um, you know, I think the depth of the team's a bit, um, you know, I think we're we're ready this year to, um, yeah, start playing finals footy. So I think you'll see us there at the end of the year, whether we whether we scrape in or whether we're up there at number three or four, who knows? But I reckon we'll be up there. That's awesome, mate. That's good. Well, you got our support, mate. We're we're, we're cheering you on. Um, I've got, like I said, I've, I've got some close friends up there in, in Falls, and I'm a big yeah. fan of Titi the coach, but. Um, yeah. Now we call you a friend and we're cheering you on. Uh, thanks for your time. And like we've said to you. all our chaplains, we're, we're grateful for the role you guys play in our sport because uh, you guys really are, in many ways, uh, you know, the only, you know, church or Jesus that some of these athletes get to see. So we, you know, we appreciate yeah. you guys shining that no, light. Thank you. And um, we'll be supporting yeah. you for the rest of the year. Thanks again for your time, Tom. Awesome. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Benny, Cheers, as well. Appreciate you. Thanks for the time and getting us on.